Hello world and welcome to The Morning Geekdom. I am your host Anthony Matulin and today I am joined by the lovely Nicolette. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, today we're going to talk about a few different things, but more specifically we are going to discuss one of my favorite events that Nicolette and I do every year uh, at the Disneyland theme park called Mickey's Halloween Party. Uh, it's something that, that it's a special ticketed event uh, that happens, obviously it's Halloween themed, happens from the end of September through October. It's just something that, that I really enjoy, and uh, it's my favorite time of year, and, and we're going to talk about it today. I'm excited. Perfect, perfect. So we uh, we went last night, and uh, this is, what, our third third time going? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Third time. Third time. Yeah, so it's a, there's a number of different reasons that, that I enjoy it, and I think uh, as well as you. Yep, absolutely. All right. All right, so, so overall... Kind of what are your thoughts about the event? Well, I love it because you kind of get the park to yourself where it kind of reduces the amount of people from a certain time frame. Mm -hmm. And I'm a sucker for the holidays. <laughs> like, I love all the decorations on top of it being Disney. So yeah. that's probably, I mean, and then on top of that, you get candy. Like, it's <laughs> like you get to take part of the experience home with you, even though it's basic candy fine but is there such a thing as basic candy well yeah it's just like the normal candy is nothing special but i feel like what what do you mean nothing special candy is special you, uh, you bite your tongue oh okay <laughs> i see how it is yeah yeah well it might be special because we don't eat it all the time okay all right well yeah that's to me that's one of the the things i enjoy about it is because we get to be kids again like mm -hmm. i don't know the last time i went got to go trick-or-treating so yeah. i think that it's it's weird a little bit, but it's also fun. Then you get the weird looks from from the people working there a little bit when you're two adults that are there with no kids and yeah. not deck or not uh, dressed up. Not dressed up. You're not in costume, but, but whatever. No, I don't feel like I get weird looks. You may feel that way, but I don't feel like that. I generally feel like I get weird looks. That's true. Yeah. But Disneyland is about, it's supposed to be for adults and kids. It's not just tailored to kids. Man, you're just dropping Disney knowledge. Well, no, it. it's true. Yeah, no, no, I dig it. I'm not the one to drop Disney knowledge. You're the Disney savant. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as I, as I was mentioning, so what it is, is it's a, a special ticketed event. Um, it was really created to, I think, give an alternative, um, at least in Southern California, to Not Scary Farm, which is obviously more adult-themed. Um, I don't think you should be bringing kids under 13 to that, it, it's, it says. Um, and then also the more popular one now is, is the Universal Horror Night. So I just think it's more of a family-friendly um, option for people. But anyways, special ticketed event. It's going to run, I think, between $95 and $120, depending on what night you go. Um, as I mentioned, it through September, or it starts in September, it runs through October on special nights. For instance, uh, we just went last night, which would which was Friday, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you can get in, it's 7 to midnight, and then you get in, is it three four. hours? So, At four, so yeah, three hours so, before. Right, three hours before you get in, uh, and then you get to mingle amongst the, the common folk. <laughs> and then uh, at 7, they, they shut it down, they kick everybody out, and then it's just the people who have tickets to that specific event. Um, so doing just some quick research, uh, it started in 2005, uh, bounced between Disneyland and California Adventure, and then it's now settled in, in Disneyland. Um, Disney World has their version called Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party, 
um, which is a little, obviously a little different. I think looking at everything, it's about the same though. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's something that has been, I think my, my favorite event now that go to Disneyland themed. Um, and something like you mentioned, it's really because of a handful of reasons, but it's, it's one of the only times that people can, can dress up and go into Disneyland. Full disclosure, you and I do not dress up. No, thank you for that disclosure, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zero cosplay from, from Nicolette or I. Uh, and then it's really, I mean, there's nobody there for the most part. Uh, what's the longest wait we waited in last night? It had to have been probably like 20 minutes. Right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I, would, I would think 20 minutes, and I think it was for Haunted Mansion, right? The mm-hmm. rethemed Haunted Mansion, which turns into Nightmare Before Christmas. They've been doing that for, I don't know, 15 years now. Yeah. Through September, through Christmas, they retheme it to, to Nightmare Before Christmas, which is, I mean, that's my favorite ride. And then when you theme it with one of my favorite movies, it's it's pretty perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, but everything was, I think, Space Mountain. We walked up on Indiana Jones. We walked on mm-hmm. Big Thunder Mountain. We walked on. Everything's literally like a a five to 15 minute wait with the exception of Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Or if you're waiting to see characters. Right. Right. So something else they do is they have uh, special characters that are not in the parks ever. Like essentially all the, the, all the villains, they also do, you know, Jack and Sally from Night Before Christmas. And you can, you can have your photo taken with them with special backdrops. And it seems like everybody who goes to that will want to do that. Or they literally have what they call trick or treat lanes and or trails and they're everywhere and mm-hmm. people will just line up to to get candy so you're essentially spending i don't know 120 dollars yeah to trick-or-treat oh yeah and you and i have come to the realization that all we're going to do is go on rides because there's no wait yeah worth every penny <laughs> it is worth every penny uh something else they do they do special fireworks mm-hmm. which i think we watched the first year mm-hmm. then after that we're like okay we're good yeah Okay, and then they do a pretty cool, um, I, don't, I don't know, Nicolette's dancing. For a parade. The, okay, a parade. <laughs> they do a parade <laughs> where the Headless Horseman comes through, which is pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so out of everything we did, or we did last night, uh, I know that we we saw a ton of different people dressed up, and people really do a, a really good job of dressing up. Yeah. Uh, whether it's individuals, couples, families, it, they do a really good job. So what's the what's the best one you saw last night? I have a feeling some of ours may overlap mm. because we were together when we saw these. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But, um, <laughs> I mean, clearly right from the get-go, right when we got there, we saw that Up family. Mm-hmm. That looked like 100% commitment. Yeah. You had the dad as the old guy with like the four-pronged walker with tennis balls. And he had full prosthetics on, big yeah. nose, big ears. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, their kids, one was... The little boy. Yes. And then the other one was that bird. The bird they're looking for. Yep. Yeah. And then the mom was Doug. The dog, Doug. Which was so cute. Yeah, yeah. They like completely did it. like Fully full themed. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was probably one of my favorite. Okay. Um, what about hockey butt Winnie the Pooh? Oh my God, hockey butt <laughs> Winnie the Pooh! I just love that we got some photos. With we did him get in photos it. unintentionally. We're I, not well done. Yeah, we're not creepers just walking around taking photos of, of hockey <laughs> butt Winnie the Poohs. Yeah. So <laughs> real quick, it was a it was a couple, mm-hmm. but they were in those you know adult onesies you buy at Walmart or Target or wherever. And dude had either an adult diaper on or oh. he just had 
hockey butt, which That's was <laughs> legitimately his butt. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was Winnie the Pooh had ass. Definitely. <laughs> okay. It was like reverse because like, you know how the normal Winnie the Pooh has a big stomach. Mm-hmm. This dude had the biggest ass I've ever seen. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, Continue. no, you're fine. But honestly, I'm going to put like a category together of best costumes sure. because I saw these women everywhere and it made me smile from ear to ear. Sure. And it's like those elderly women that are short, a little overweight, and they were dressed up completely full out. Like I saw this one girl that was a woman that was dressed in Mulan. Okay. So, and then she had like the headpiece with a little mushu on the side, on the shoulder, right. like just top to bottom. Okay. Or you had another one that was like Maleficent. Okay. With the horns and and they put so much effort into their costumes, but they were so cute. Like it's a at that age you are owning it and you're loving it and that made me smile. Yeah, that's I mean that's one of the things I enjoy is seeing um adults there that are having fun. Uh you know, more times than not you'll find it's it's groups of adults that don't have their kids with them. Yeah. And they're just they're kind of being kids again. I know that sounds hokey and that's not really me, um, but it's it's just fun to see adults having fun at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. And my, one of my other favorite things that we saw last night uh, before we get more back to the costumes is I love when you see couples fighting <laughs> at inevitable. Disneyland. Because it's, it's like I can kind of see you and I oh, yeah. doing that. Not full on fighting, but you could just see one of them's like past the tipping point of just like, I'm over this shit. Mm-hmm. And then someone else is just sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just trying to, to not fan the flames, but also like, are you shitting me? And it just, I see so much of me in that. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh a lot. Yeah. And then uh, no matter what's happening, it just, if I'm in a bad mood, it makes me smile. Oh yeah. yeah. I can imagine <laughs> that maybe you feel validated a little bit. You're just like, you know what? I'm not the only one. Well, that's true, but I don't know if I'm validated. I feel like I don't want to look like that asshole. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're like making light of it. Yeah. Fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what else you got? If, um, we're, if we're talking about costumes. So I think you didn't see this guy, but I think you were taking photos. But there was this lion okay. from The Wizard of Oz. Okay. <laughs> and The cowardly lion. The cowardly lion. Right. And this guy was probably one of the tallest people there last night. Okay. So he was like, just imagine a 6'4", 6'5", lion in a one-piece jumpsuit with a gorgeous, like, curly mane of, like, Annie locks. No joke. Um, All the way to his shoulders. Okay. And then he had... You're painting quite the picture. Yes. And he had, you know, the the burly eyebrow situation mm. and a little nose and everything and he was walking around with his family and he was definitely poured into that onesie too and i don't know what's oh, up man, just painted on yeah yeah <laughs> i don't understand why the onesie thing was was really big last night yeah. but he was pretty funny he made me laugh um but he owned it and yeah. he was with his whole family so like his daughter was dorothy and i forget what his wife was um, but they were full Wizard of Oz themed. Full Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah I don't know where I was. I didn't you were see taking that. photos. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite ones was the only person that I actually said, hey, I love your costume, oh, was yeah. someone, it was a lady who had 
like a full-size old VHS, and I think it was Hercules. Yeah. Like the Disney ones that are made out of plastic, and they would like snap. You would open open them in the middle, and she was wearing it like over her body, like a like a sandwich board person yeah. that's on the side of the street trying to get you to eat there at their deli or whatever. But she was rocking it, and it, it made me laugh, and mm-hmm. it, it made me yeah. It's the only person I think I actually told I love their costume. It was. I know you saw. Uh, a grown ass woman named or that was uh, dressed as Ursula full body paint which just looked miserable because it wasn't exactly cool yesterday right um, and you were pretty pumped about that I was pumped because she was purple and it was cool she was purple yeah but she was like blotchy because mm-hmm. it was again you know just a little around the armpit area yuck and... yuck, yuck. <laughs> it's disgusting yeah what the fuck are you doing it's disgusting <laughs> when you're purple you notice the splotches FYI I'm just saying mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, just saying. Okay. Um, I know that we saw a ton of... One of my other favorites that we saw was uh, The Prospector. We saw a couple different versions of The Prospector yeah. from Toy Story. Some men that were full on, they grew out the, the lumberjack beard, which I can appreciate, and then they just painted it uh, white. Some people had the prosthetic beard. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, rockin' man overalls, which is my life's oh. aspiration. Yep. Uh, and then... A couple of them had like the, the, the pull string in the back so that they could, you know, talk, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really cool. But overall, I thought the costumes for what you're doing, I mean, you're going to Disneyland realistically, I would think you're going on rides and things, things, they're committed. Yeah. And they're fully decked out. Definitely. And it's, I would imagine going to limit the amount of mobility they have and how much fun they're having. Again, it was hot. It was, when we got there, it was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sun went down. I don't think it really got lower than like 68, 69 anyways. But uh, yeah, I was pretty impressed by the costumes. I always am. I was too, but I feel like I don't remember them being so... Um, like intricate? Yeah, yeah. In the past years. Like I think people are really taking the opportunity to go to this just so they can wear their costume. But more so than like a Halloween party with friends. Right. Because... It's just an excuse to get dressed up. But they were really, really good. Yeah, and I think, again, this is kind of what differentiates uh, the Halloween party at Disneyland from the, mm-hmm. the Halloween events at Knott's and at Universal. You're you're not allowed to wear costumes there, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, those are scary. Those how are- scary are they, Nicolette? How have your experiences been, say, at Not Scary Farm? Dude, I cannot. I, I can't get there. I've... I can't remember the last time I went. Was it 2013? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 2013. I That's the last time you tried to go with me. Yes. <laughs> and the the very last time. I can't go back. I have so heart palpitations. So that will be the last time. That will be the most recent time and the last time. Oh, yeah. Like you go every year. I opt out. <laughs> right. I'm good. Have fun. Um, it's just... I can't handle getting scared for no reason and wondering if I turn the corner, somebody's going to pop out at me. And You know they're not trying to really murder you. Yeah, but it's still scary. I feel like my heartbeat automatically raises just by entering through those gates. Like, it's awful. It's okay. that, like anxiety yeah. at a whole other level. Okay. And it's not fun to me. It's fun for you, though. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Halloween in general... It's hard for me to, to decide if Halloween or Christmas is my favorite holiday. Um, they kind of just blend together to me. We go from one to the other. I know that we have Thanksgiving in the middle, but I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to shit on anybody who loves Thanksgiving, but I'm indifferent to Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, I love going to all the Halloween events. I love Not Scary Farm. I love Halloween Haunt. I love Mickey's Halloween Party. Eventually, I want to try to go to the to the Florida versions just mm-hmm. to see what you know how different they are. Um, but yeah, I can't count on you. 
Can't no. count on you for no. Halloween Han or for for Knots. You know, nope. Damien's got to fly down from the <laughs> Bay Area to to go with me because you won't. Exactly. Ah, sucker. Yep. I mean, if dogs were allowed, Harry would be down. Yeah, but you know, Harry. I don't know if Harry would like it. He's kind of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. He's yeah, probably more like for me. sure. Yeah, he's scared of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, one of the things that I was excited to try, and I know that you are not, mm-hmm. um, was they have a number of flavored churros. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I sound like the whitest person in the world when I say churro, but that's how I say it. It's only because you can't roll your R's. I can't roll my R's, and it just is what it is. So it's a churro. Make fun of me. Whatever. Um, it's more like you bubble your lips. Yeah, whatever. <clears throat> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so... Disneyland has, in my opinion, the best churros in the game. Disneyland. Not, Hands down. Not Disney World. Disneyland. The only place that has, I think, would compete with it is the Orange County Swap Meet, but you know, we're not talking about that. So what they do now to get, you know, get your $5, uh, all your money for the churros, is they have themed churros or special event churros. So last night they had, what did they have? Apple with caramel dipping sauce. No, it was sour apple. I'm sorry, sour apple with Ugh. caramel dipping sauce. Pass. They had Oreo with like or no, froth. it was it was like Oreo chips or mm-hmm. something on it. Crumble. Yeah. I mean that sounded good, but look, I can only get I can only eat so many in one night. Right. So I had my eye on real basic bitch style pumpkin spice <laughs> churro. Don't judge me. <laughs> don't judge me. I don't do the PSLs. Okay, no, I know. I mean, and in your defense, you were like an advocate for pumpkin pie. So I could see why out of all of the churro options, that would be the one that you would want to go for. I can hear in your voice. You just, you're just, ugh. whatever. What? what? Uh- Anyways, so Nicolette gets the, 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 you know, real general basic churro, which I can't get mad at. They're delicious. And I get the pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. And which one was better? Okay. But in full disclosure, I did not get the cream cheese dipping, dipping sauce. sauce. I, yeah. For me, I still, I cannot mess with a classic churro. Like no matter what, it's going to be my go-to when I'm there. I mean, I could probably eat in a full day five churros. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but, you know, I have a little more self-control than that. But if the kid in me just wants to buy churro on every corner. <laughs> in full disclosure, I mean, you like Costco churros as well. Oh, that's true. I like all churros, but these are the best. True, true. I would say Disneyland would rank number one out of my churro ranking. More than Orange County Swap Meat. Yeah, that would be number two. Man, those are just mm-hmm. delicious. Okay. They're good. Oh, and just real quick, since we're talking about food, Disneyland, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. I go there. I want a fucking corn dog from the Red Wagon, which if anybody's been to Disneyland or California Adventure, you know, the Red Wagon and the Corn Dog Castle have the greatest corn dogs in the game. Okay, I don't want to fucking hear it. Don't at me. I'm not interested, okay? Mm-hmm. Greatest in the game. They're fucking closed before the party starts, right? Before that that little break, you know, they're closing all the shops to kick all the normal folk out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Hey, let me let me come up on one of these corn dogs." And they're like, "No, we're closed, but you can go to so and so and get one." I'm like, "Look, they're not the fucking same." Mm-mm. So, I'm I'm pretty distraught. We go eat at some other place. Then during the party, we walk by, I catch from from like a quarter mile away, I, I'm like a hound dog. I catch the fucking, the whiff of a corn dog. I walk up there. They're open. Fuckers. Like, what the? So Come disappointed. On. All I can remember is like, no joke. We got into the park 
and you went straight down, like made a beeline. I wasn't even hungry. I know. You made like a beeline down Main Street and you're like, we got to opt to the right, to the right, because that's where it is. Well, and I just saw like your world crumble. The, the thing is, look, you turn the corner and there's, there was no line, which yes. there's never. It's always like a 20 minute wait. So I was jacked. I was like, I'm not hungry, but I'm going to smash one of these corn dogs <laughs> real quick. And then the lady's like, no, we're closed. And yeah, yeah. A little part of me died. I wanted to go I'm home. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And then later that night, lo and behold, what's open? After you've eaten two churros and a... a like a fistful of candy. Burrito. A burrito. Tacos, wait. Yeah. Whatever. 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 It was forgettable. It was disappointing. I get it. All right, any other costumes you were pumped on? I mean, not really. There's the I'll, Lego families that were dressed like bricks. Yeah. Or that were dressed like the little little like figures. Like their hands from, were cool. Yeah. The okay. little like half circle hands. Yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. A lot of Mary Poppins. Um, I think my favorite Mary Poppins though was instead of with um like a Chimney oh sweep. Gosh, drawing a blank. Say that again. Without the chimney sweep. Yeah. Instead of a chimney sweeper with Mary Poppins, this one guy was a penguin. And I was like, he's doing it right. I liked it. He had, and again, adult onesie yep. penguin. You got it. I, I don't know what's, I'm, apparently I'm attracted to these onesies and adults because they look so ridiculous that mm-hmm. I like them so much. Mm-hmm. And they have to be tight and you have to have a big ass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning a lot about you right now. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, for sure. I'm just in awe. Okay. All right. But yeah, that's probably, and we talked about Ursula. That was probably it. I mean, my feet were dressed pretty nicely last night. Because mm-hmm. somebody goes to Disneyland without socks on. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we had a 30-minute ordeal of trying to find socks, then buying socks, which were $17 for two pairs. <laughs> uh, they're not, they... <laughs> I can't even I can't even describe. She has like old lady loafer <laughs> platforms on, which look, the nineties need to go away. Okay. The nineties fashion was, was it awful. The 90s? Whatever. Okay. Okay. Real rocket dog vibe. No. Yeah. Then no. you buy socks which are so clearly gonna show. So you have hold on, let me paint the picture. I didn't think of it. You have fashionable jogger sweatpants mm-hmm. and these loafer, like rocket dog slip on platform fiasco hold on barely a platform they're like van slip-ons oh are you fucking kidding me that's what they look like they're not vans but they look like that okay you know what they're not van slip-ons true you know what they don't look like how do you paint a picture though van slip-ons unless you compare it to something sure yeah no you're right you're right uh anyways white socks with a pink stripe around the ankle that were supposed to be like no-show socks but a little higher anyways that's what my lovely wife, Nicolette, full disclosure, forgot to mention, Nicolette and I are married. <laughs> Lucky her. <laughs> <laughs> I love though when I get back and I put them on, you're like, yeah, you look like you're 100. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. It was a rough look. It was a rough look. It was, I know it was bad and I, I completely admit to it. Before we left home, what did I tell you? Are you sure you're okay in those shoes? Right. And what happened no more than two hours into our night? I think I need some socks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. But mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. can I say? I'm not perfect. No, you're pretty. You're pretty close. <laughs> you're pretty close. You have weird thumbs, but besides that, you're pretty close. All right. But so, yeah. Go ahead. That was it. I can't think of any more costumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parade is really awesome. Yeah. 
the parade is really short. Very. But but I think always really good. Again, it's all Halloween themed, so they bring out people that that you don't normally see, and they have you know the grave diggers from from the haunted mansion that have shovels and they're they're doing dance routines. It's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of that parade, they out of all the floats that they have, the haunted mansion one was my favorite. Yeah, with the hitchhiking had, ghosts. In yeah, the front. you had so you had those three hitchhiking ghosts on the actual. It's like float. a facade, essentially. Mm-hmm. Of it's like a miniature facade of the mansion. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But in front of that, you have the waltzing dancers, and right. then behind that, you have the grave diggers with the shovels. Right. That whole ensemble was my favorite part out of all of the floats. Yeah, yeah. And then on the back, I think of the the float. It has the the guy with the dog who's yes. like the. The graveyard keeper who's yep. like, you know, obviously the, the person that's not dead and he's got the, the lantern and he's scared. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty good. I dig it. Mm-hmm. I always dig it. Yeah. So overall, I think that that's one of the, the better parades, at least. I'm not a huge parade guy. And uh, the fact that it was short, I liked it because yeah. I can't sit on that cement for so long. No, for sure. For sure. Listen. Especially, I mean, I don't remember exactly how far we... We walked last night. I think it was roughly like 10 miles, and we were only there for like a short period of time. I think we were only in the park for five hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but I agree with you. I, I do enjoy that it's short, and the later parade, you know, there's two parades. The later parade, you can get seats in yeah. or seats at without really having to wait. Where the first one and the fireworks, I mean, people are sitting there for like two hours. Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's the... The peeps that are like, yeah, I don't really want to be here, so I'm going to like <laughs> do you a solid and create that spot for the parade so yeah. you guys all have fun. Like, go save me a seat, Gert. Yeah. What? I said, go save me a seat, Gert. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win yeah. situation for both parties. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, overall, I think it's a, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoy it every year. It's really, for as, as much as it bums me out, it's really the only time we go to Disneyland anymore. It's just for yeah. this event. And then we go once at Christmas just cause it's so, it's so crazy and so busy and everything's in, under construction and it's just, it's a lot mm-hmm. and next year with the new star Wars land opening. I can't imagine. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be awful. Yeah. We're definitely going to be excited about that a little bit delayed. So once yeah. it opens, we're okay. We'll let everybody else go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think it's, it's, is it worth the money to you for the Mickey's Halloween party? Correct. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, for for me, it is because I feel like I can do Disneyland in short iterations, and I think five hours is a full day. Um, and I feel like because it's a party, you know, there's different layers to the decorations, the music. It's just a slightly altered Disney, uh, which I enjoy seeing because it's something different. Right. No, no, I, I agree. It's It's just a little bit of a different experience. And I would say that if I know it is, it is costly, but I think that if you're looking for an experience where you can go to Disneyland and there's just not as many people and mm-hmm. you want to ride rides more than anything else, I think that that's an ideal time to go. Yeah. But uh, I think, I know it, every night is already sold out. Mm-hmm. I think they sell out like within the first couple of weeks of the tickets going on sale. And, and I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we bought tickets in July or the beginning of August, correct? Beginning of August, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the tickets just go. Fast. like crazy yeah aren't there yeah. only like 15 days or something? something like that yeah. there's less than 20 i know that uh they'll do it i think wednesday wednesday friday to begin mm. and then i think they do an additional day like the weeks in october but it's only it's minimal it's mm-hmm. under 20 days i believe yeah yeah all right 
Okay. So I like to ask this question. Sure. Let's do it. Mickey's Halloween party. Underrated, overrated, properly rated. Okay. So I would say... I would say it's properly rated. I wouldn't say it would be... I was in between underrated and properly rated. Mm -hmm. The reason why I say it would be properly rated is because I feel like... You, for for me, you create a really good experience in a short amount of time and, you know, you get everything you pay for as far as, you know, you get the trick-or-treating aspect of it. You get all the added layer of characters during Halloween time um, and the less crowded aspect, like piece I love because for me, it creates a better experience. Yeah. All right. So I would say properly rated. Properly rated. Because, I mean, it's still kind of expensive, but... It is it is expensive, but, I mean, you're not... That's Disney, so yeah, it's like you have to yeah. kind of take that out of the equation. Yeah, you're the, I don't think there's any way to get around that. If you're no. going to go to Disney, anything Disney, it's always it's always overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, th- I would say that it, I think it's underrated, just because I still think that it sells out, so it's hard for me. Like, this is contradicting what I'm actually going to say, because it sells out, but I still think people don't really know about it. Yeah. Because I don't really know anybody who necessarily goes that I haven't talked to or that isn't like a Disney fanatic. But well, I, but yeah. it, it, people obviously know about it because it sells out. Yeah. But I like the idea that it sells out because they only let a limited amount of people. Yeah. yeah. So, I uh, yeah, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we before we switch topics, I just want to ask one more question because I completely forgot. Sure. You're a grown woman. Yes. How the fuck are you afraid of Space Mountain? Dude. Okay. Listen. That monster in there is freaky. And okay, hold on. <laughs> I love so Space Mountain. It's my favorite ride. They re Space Mountain into Ghost Galaxy mm-hmm. during uh, the holidays, more specific, specifically during Halloween. Mm-hmm. And all it changes is, obviously they can't change the ride, changes music, and it has different projections as you're going through of a ghost or some sort of entity in space. And somehow my lovely wife is actually legitimately terrified of Space Mountain. Okay, but you don't know what it's like, aside from the sight and the creepy, gory looking. And, you know, it doesn't mean you don't get a lot of that. It's more, I would expect that, like at Universal Studios. But I'm in my Disney frame of mind, FYI, and I'm on that ride, which is my favorite ride. That's rethemed called Ghost Galaxy, so it's not like it catches you off guard, but continue. Uh, A name isn't going to say anything. It's going to say there's a ghost in there. Cool. So I'm going on my favorite ride. I'm in a Disney frame of mind. Mm. The first time I went on that ride, I Mm. was not expecting like those reddish rimmed eyeballs looking at you or a freaky ghost kind of following you and popping out of any, every place when it's already pitch black. Like I, I, I just don't like it. I mean, I love the ride. I'm just, I am a little scared. I'm not going to lie. Not A little scared. Yeah. It's okay. Uh huh. Thanks. Uh-huh. But yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I think that's also when they. It's, I don't really care what they do to that ride. It's Space Mountain. I know it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Agreed. Again, don't come at me with this uh, Disney World Magic Kingdom Space Mountain's better because it's, it's not, not at all. Um, everything. I mean, I think everything with the exception of the castle is better at Disneyland. So yeah, that's just me. But we've been to both plenty of times. Well, I mean. You don't have Epcot out here. No, no, no. We're, we're not oh, ca- talking okay. about Epcot. We're just talking about Magic Kingdom. Okay. Magic Kingdom to Disneyland are supposed to be comparable, you know, comparable to each mm-hmm. other. Got it. No, Epcot walking around to all the different worlds. It's and my favorite. Getting hammered and 
just acting, not acting dumb, but no. just drinking and enjoying the culture. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to find a churro with the culture no... on a very surface way. <laughs> well, whatever. But yeah, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but trying to get a churro and not wanting that fucking caramel sauce. Oh, Keep your caramel sauce, take it, throw it away, and, and just give me the churro. Yeah, no caramel sauce ever. No dipping sauce. It's gross. All right. So keeping on the Disney theme, I mean, I, everybody who knows me knows that I'm uh, very fond of Disney. Grew up with Disney. It's been a big part of my life. I have incredible memories of being a child, going to Disneyland um, with my grandparents, my parents. Um, obviously, you and I mm-hmm. have been to Disneyland I don't, in the last 20 years together. I don't even know how many times mm-hmm. you are my, my Disneyland partner in crime. Anyways, I wanted to talk to you about what your five favorite Disney movies are. And the reason I wanted to talk to you specifically about this is you and I have such an incredible different taste in things. Mm -hmm. And you are by far the most optimistic and happy and just, (laughs) I don't, you don't like everything. There's, you have your, your things you don't like, but overall you're just, you're pretty pumped on life. You're pretty pumped on everything. I could not be more different than in, in, in that regard. Um, but I, I, I really wanted to hear kind of your favorite five Disney movies because um, I genuinely don't know what they are. I have an idea of what they might be, but I don't know. Okay. So let's talk about them. You want me to go first? Yeah, I'd like you to go first. Are you okay with that? I mean, we can, we can go back I'm and okay forth. You can go five. I can give you my five. Or you can just blow through your list. I can give you my list. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Let's do this. Let's you do your five. I'll do my five. Because <laughs> first of all, full disclosure, this was hard. It's like, hard. It was really easy for me to pick out my top 10, but then to rank them and then narrow it down to five. Plus, I'm talking to you out of all people who knows everything, all Disney. And I'm like, gosh, I'm going to look like an idiot. But whatever. It's I'm not just, about... Oh, look, look, I okay. know, but I'm just going to It's about what you, you like. This is... <laughs> this, I know, it's purely my this opinion. This podcast is about talking to people that I care about, friends, family, loved ones. <laughs> I want to know what you like. I want to talk about film. I don't care. It's not about what I think. I'm going to tell you what I think about my list. You but your list is your list for your reasons. That's true. That's all right. true. Okay. So just yes. a little caveat. Coming into this conversation, we talked about what? We talked about, is Pixar considered Disney movies? True. Which, by all accounts now, obviously, they are. They're the same company. Yeah. But kind of, I don't want to say their heyday, because Pixar puts out, I mean, every movie is, is essentially high quality. Yeah. Now they're Disney, but they weren't originally. They were in affiliation with Disney. So when you talk about favorite Disney movies, we're talking more specifically about Disney animated movies. So do you consider those Disney animated movies? That's the first question. Okay. I'm not as technical as you. Yeah. So yes. Okay. I think Pixar, whether it's Pixar or not, has the Disney label on it and it's animated. Done. Mm. Mm. Okay. Fuck it. All right. So in order, I'm going to (laughs) go five to one. Okay. I like it. Yes. Okay. I'm just going to give you my list. You give me your list and then we can talk about it. Okay. Okay. In five to one. In number five, Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number four, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number three, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. The OG Beauty and the Beast. None of this sequel right. bullshit. None of this awful movie they remade with Emma Watson. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. 
And number one should be no surprise, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Not animated, I guess. It's stop animation, which is still a form of animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are my, that's my list. Um, honorable mentions are going to be Robin Hood. I love oh. of the original Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that a lot of people have even seen that. Uh, I don't know why I have such an affinity to that movie. Growing up, I know I watched it to the point where I literally wore out the VHS. <laughs> I love the music. Um, it makes me laugh still. Uh, okay. So then you have The Incredibles, which I think is, is yes. one of the best. It's by far, I think it's one of the best Pixar movies. Um, and then my all-time favorite Pixar movie, and it just is barely out of the top five. And I struggled with putting it in the top five yeah. or not is Ratatouille. Yes, I know. Yeah, I love that movie. I love its message. I love mm-hmm. the humor. I love the animation. I specifically love the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so let's hear it. Let's hear it, LaFlame. All right. So my top five, number five, we'll start off with The mm-hmm. Little Mermaid. Okay. Um, number four, Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Number three, Monsters, Inc. Number two, Zootopia. Zootopia number two. You betcha. <laughs> you betcha. I will tell you why. <laughs> okay. And number one, Mary Poppins. Mm. Mm-hmm. And is that an animated movie? Uh, if Roger the Rabbit is, this Roger, is. Roger the Rabbit. Roger the Rabbit. <laughs> or Roger Rabbit. I just got really snippy and I spoke really fast <laughs> and it didn't make sense. So. Who framed Roger Rabbit? If that is an animated movie, then Mary Poppins is. I'm just asking the question. I know. I'm getting super defensive. Yeah. But yes. You're I, already defensive. And I we am. We haven't even gone I, into it. I am. So yes, Mary Poppins, I've categorized it as an animated Disney mm-hmm. movie because parts of it mm-hmm. are animated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get you. Yeah. If you think that's animated and I think Roger Rabbit's animated, fuck him. Like, that's right. That's what we say. <laughs> All right. I just really wanted, I was waiting for you to, I wanted to hear you say Mary Poppins in your British accent. Oh, I wish. Okay. So let's hear it. Oh, I, I want to know why. Five. I want to know why those are in your top five specifically. Okay. So let's start off with Little Mermaid. Sure. So I can just remember, first of all, I was seven when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember singing, I'm so musically connected to songs too. Like I love the music mm-hmm. I'm, or, oh my God, not connected to songs, to movies. So if it has really good music, I'm already like halfway there. And Little Mermaid at age seven was like the shit. Okay. Okay. So I remember as a little girl, you know, singing all the songs and playing on the playground with my friends. And so for me, it's like more of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am an awful singer. So I always, <laughs> as a child, wanted to sing like The Little Mermaid. Okay, like Ariel. Like, oh my gosh, Ariel is so amazing. So it was more of like an awe at the time of my life. And I feel like even like some of your top five, they're kind of connected to your childhood. Right. And that for me was main main reasons why I picked number five. Okay. I always have interesting... I agree with you. That that's kind of the heyday of Disney when they had uh, they were having their resurgence in the kind of late '80s, early '90s. Mm-hmm. You know, they put out that. They put out, I think, in sequential order, maybe year after year, they put out that. Then they put out uh, Beauty and the Beast, then Aladdin, mm-hmm. I think, Lion King, which mm-hmm. are all. I don't know. Those are all Disney classics. Yeah. I think that revived Disney's kind of uh, animated portion of their company, and the music in all of those is is just classic. Yeah. I always find that movie interesting, though, because 
like the message is not really a good message no, for kids, it's not. especially for little girls about, hey, guys just like you for their for their looks. Uh-huh. You can change what you are to make a man happy. And and especially like Ursula, there's that song um, where she's saying like uh, guys up there don't want to hear women talk, essentially. Like mm-hmm. they don't want a, a girl who gossips or, or, or gabbers or something like that. So I always found it that interesting. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because... I had a debate on putting this, but there's so much connection as a childhood when you're not, you're kind of innocent to that. You're like, you don't really pick up on those things as a kid. And for me, it's like more of nostalgia. And I feel like my other four movies balance that out. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's your number five? Uh, My number five is Alice in Wonderland. Uh, It is, I don't know, it's a weird ass movie. And I think that I connected to it so much. You know, I've, I've read the Alice books. Um, when I was a child uh, by Lewis Carroll. I think I connected to that movie so much because it's weird and it's everything is happening in this child's imagination. Like that's what the whole, mm-hmm. the whole, I don't want to talk about the books because they're different. The movie is, it's everything's happening in Alice's mind and it's her creative imagination just sitting there with Dinah the cat, you know, just thinking about, this and and falling into a daydream and then her aunt or her mom i don't remember which one it is saying essentially like oh you're always in another place like where are you Mm -hmm. and that's like her world she creates to kind of get away from everything um and i just love it it's a weird ass movie yeah yeah and it's colorful and there's really no songs for the most part um the you know the 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 cheshire cat's weird um So yeah, I don't know. I just you just love it because it's weird. But it's weird, but it has a good story. Like just does, you know, yeah. create your own world and mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Use your imagination. Get outside and do something. Yeah, yeah. I knew that was going to be in your top five. Yeah, yeah. And I think out of my everything I have, um, that's the oldest movie too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie, it was like their thirteenth or fourteenth animated movie, meaning Disney. So mm-hmm. I, it had to have come out in the late fifties, I want to say, um, or early fifties. I'm not sure. But yeah, anyways, so what's your number four again? Okay. My number four is Cinderella. Of course it is. Of course. Cinderella. Cinderella, Cinderella. Um, so this for me, again, similar to Little Mermaid, these bottom four and five, they kind of pull back on something like nostalgic to me. So mm-hmm. for this one, I feel like Cinderella it was the first Disney princess who was a little bit more stubborn and rebellious mm-hmm. with her stepfamily. Um, and as a little girl, I feel like when I grew up, we always have this image. It's like, oh, I kind of went from a scullery maid to a princess. Like, that was a the big thing. The fuck is a scullery then. maid? A scullery maid, where you basically, like, clean the dishes and prep all the kitchen work and stuff. That's oh. all she did. Okay. She did, like, all those little I gotta, chores. I got I to gotta, I gotta look at that and make sure you're using the right word. Yeah, scullery. <laughs> Okay, okay, go ahead. Anyway. Um, and so for as long as I can remember, this had always been my favorite Disney movie as a child. Um, and there has a little bit of a connection to it because for those of you who don't know me, that was like my nickname from in my teenage years when I was 12 <laughs> to 17. Because... I had to do so many chores around the house before I could go out and do anything. Mm-hmm. So that was a little bit part of it for me too. Um, is that nostalgic? Okay. Peace. I think, um, I think for people our age, more specifically, uh, little girls that were your age at mm-hmm. that time, 
I think Cinderella is what maybe kids now refer to like Little Mermaid. Do you see what I'm saying? Like I that see. was kind of the quintessential Disney princess for your age. Right. Because, you know, when you were little, obviously Little Mermaid hadn't come out yet. Yeah. Until you were, what, seven, eight, nine, something like that. Yeah. So I think that little girls now will be like, oh, Little Mermaid's my quintessential or Belle. Sure. Or Jasmine. Yeah, where cool. yours was like Cinderella, Snow White. Well, no. Aurora. Yeah, Cinderella came out in like 1950. So it was definitely, um, yeah, I can see that. I can see the relation. Yeah to that okay mm-hmm. all right so who framed roger rabbit is my number four mm-hmm. i mean arguably i think that that might be disney's best movie in general um it's certainly i think was groundbreaking in kind of what it did because it Definitely. took well first of all it wasn't a disney movie when it came out it was considered under their uh, touchstone um brand i think just because based on like some of the topics in that movie um are not kid-friendly no. i mean you're dealing with murder you're dealing with like an overtly sexual mm-hmm. jessica rabbit um there's drinking there's like people getting murdered there's just a lot of stuff going on in that yeah. movie yeah um but again that was based on a book that they bought the rights to and made uh i think that maybe one of the most terrifying villains in any disney movie is judge doom like Christopher Lloyd as Judge Doom is terrifying, especially when he, at the end yes. he turns into the actual tune and he's got the fucking crazy voice. Yes. He's terrifying. It is. Terrifying. But yeah, I think that that, that is, is one of their kind of cornerstone, most revolutionary movies. I know it did what, you know, for instance, um, Mary Poppins had already done, mm-hmm. took it a, a further, but it looks much better than Mary Poppins, but yeah. it should. I mean, there's like a 20 year age exactly. gap in that. Um, but it also is considered to have renewed the interest kind of in the, the golden age of animation for yeah. Disney. And if that doesn't make it an animated movie, I don't know what the fuck does. Um, and then also in full disclosure, uh, Bob Hoskins in that movie reminds me of my father. Yes. yes. Uh, so maybe I'm a little, you know, I have a soft spot for that reason as well. But mm-hmm. I just remember going to see that in a drive through in a drive-in mm-hmm. and it was, it, I don't know, it blew my mind yeah. as a kid. Uh, it came out, I think it uh, it came out in like the late 80s, like 87, 88. So I was no, I know I was like eight or nine at the time it came out and going to the, the drive-in. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it blew my mind. I don't know why the hell my parents would have let me seen that at that age, um, but they did. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't have, but it was great. <laughs> I loved it. It's a great movie. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about your number three. All right. So my number three is Monsters, Inc. Man, you're just trying to get... You're just trying to get grown men to cry right now on this on this podcast. I know. I mean, I probably single-handedly love this movie just due to the relationship between Sully and Boo. Like, oh, yeah. it was the sweetest thing. Yeah. Um, but you have other relationships in there, like that friendship of Mike and Sully. For sure. That I loved, too. But I cannot get over that little girl and how he, like, grew to love her. And they kind of, like, worked through, like, what they didn't know about the screams versus the... Um, the, the laughs laughter. and that yeah. you could get you could accomplish the same through both yeah. so I, I i this one really touched my heart and i really loved it so it's definitely in my top five yeah i always thought it was it was interesting because the theory of that movie or one of the, the major plot points in that movie is that the monsters are just afraid as afraid of yeah. the children as the children are afraid of the monsters which i thought was a cool dynamic that uh-huh. they created um i read an article multiple articles about that and how that is the quintessential 
father-daughter movie, mm. even though they're not technically father-daughters. Mm-hmm. And it is the, it's right up there as like the top three or four movies that will make fathers cry. Mm. It's so funny because out of all the movies, that's one of them. And it's up there with, with movies like Hoosiers and Rudy, like these oh, sports movies. Yeah. Um, and then you have Monsters, Inc., which I get, man. It's, it's heartbreaking at the end when he mm-hmm. has to, uh, you know, destroy the, her door. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It's like kind of like letting her go into the into her world. Yeah. How'd you feel about the sequel of that movie? I wasn't a fan. Not a fan. No. I don't even really remember much of it. I remember it, but it's like it wasn't as good. It didn't, obviously. It didn't hit me like the first one did. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's not a complete I know, and it's a completely different story. I think they're just, you know, trying to make those characters continue and see what connects yeah. All right. with people. But I, I agree with you. I mean, well, I'll I'll wait, but since no, the, these Pixar movies came out, especially particularly Monsters, because it came out in two thousand one, moving forward, I feel like Disney got they did such a good job of pulling on the heartstrings of not children but adults. Well, yeah, that's kind of Pixar's M- or Pixar's M O. Yeah, is that they are, I mean, they make movies that aren't just for kids, right? Like all of their movies have adult themes. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, we go to them and we I don't know. have kids. And you see that all the time. And then they do the same thing like within their shorts. Yeah. You know, the little short movies. For sure. Um, Well, I think a perfect example is The Incredibles 2 came out this year. Mm -hmm. And it's a a billion dollar movie now. It's the highest grossing Disney movie, animated movie of all time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like 13th all time movies highest grossing. Jesus. So those aren't just kids going to see that. Like that's that's adults. Yeah, Definitely not. Well, it's a family. so. For sure. But again, like Damien went to go see that. And he's, no he's a way. fucking gypsy. Yeah. Dude ain't got no family. Wow. Yeah. Loner. Lone wolf. Well, no. I just, Scallywag. I didn't think he was into Disney, so. Yeah. It is. A, it's a great movie. I don't know. You can ask him. He's in the Back to the Future 3. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. All credibility gone. <laughs> All right. So my number three, and I'm, I'm shocked at how different our top five Me were. Me too. We don't have any of the same top five. I know. Yeah. Agreed. Zootopia was 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 going to be in there for me, but we'll, we'll uh, talk about that when we get to it. In yours. Okay, okay. Um, my number three, and I really, I was really going to flip flop two and three. You can, they're interchangeable. It doesn't matter. Is Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie is works on so many levels, um, but the performance of Robin Williams is mm-hmm. so 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 strong, yeah. and then the music is yep. so good in that movie. It's great. Yeah, it's one of those. It's not too long. None of the, none of the nineties. Disney movies are very long. You can watch it constantly. You can put it on, listen to it, watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can put the soundtrack on, listen to it. But then I also remember there was a video game um, <laughs> that came out around that same time for Aladdin. And I remember playing the shit out of that. And there was a level where you're flying the carpet and you're trying to get out of the, uh, the I can't remember what they call it, but you're trying to, I want to say Well of Souls, but that's Indiana Jones. You're trying to get out of the big ass tiger, the, the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like shit falling on you and I could never beat that level. And I remember being like enraged as a child and I wanted to break it. Anyways. Um, uh, I so, didn't yeah. even know there was a video game. For sure. Yeah. I think it was on Super Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best. I remember being at my grandparents' house playing it like a lot. And That's awesome. making myself sick, I played it so much from like motion sickness. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Little Anthony was just fired up. <laughs> um, so yeah. Number three, Aladdin. It's just, it's. What can I say about it that hasn't I know. already been said? It's yeah. so it's good. It yeah. really is. Yeah, it's Rob in Williams. my top ten. All right. 
Okay. Um, number two. So Zootopia. Oh, man. I know. So I'm going to be honest with you. Like this movie had me locked in in awe, like from the beginning. Yeah. It has such fantastic messaging. I almost forgot it was Disney because mm-hmm. you usually don't see that from Disney that deep. Yeah, a lot of social awareness. A lot. Yeah. So the whole message about like prejudice, bias, tolerance, and how people react to it. Mm-hmm. I think it was so well done mm-hmm. for all ages. Yeah. Like it was relatable for the kids. I also thought it was really risky for Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but I just had a feeling like, hmm, it's not really what Disney does. Right. But I mean, you got to think about like the time. It's a modern exactly. movie. What, what time we're in. It, that movie wouldn't have come out in the 90s. You're right. Because I was thinking back to like the other Disney messages, like as a kid, they're kind of like the surface on basic life lessons, like, oh, friendships, family, like how to deal with death. I always think Bambi. Oh, my God. Or just uh, women. You just need a man to save you. Yeah, that too. Exactly. Right. Um but I love it because, like I said, it was to many different ages, and it was kind of helping all of us kind of navigate through those biases. Yeah, my Judy Hopps just wants to be a cop. Man. I know, dude. That's all she wants to do. She just wants to be a cop. Okay, so that was probably, probably one of the coolest things about it because, you know, it's like how people react to those. So mm-hmm. you take a look at, like, Judy Hopps, and then you look at Bellwether mm-hmm. and how they were both kind of biased and they were discriminated against in some way. But Who's, they, Is Bellwether the... The sheep. The main oh, the assistant to yeah. the mayor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who but ends up being, both, spoiler alert, is the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they both dealt with very similar things, but they went completely different ways. Yeah, well, they're both, the idea is they're both um, afraid of, they're prey and they're afraid of predators. Yep. And predators are eventually going to turn back into predators. Yep. So I just love this movie because it was sophisticated. It was layered. It had like all these, this great messaging. Um but it was still funny and enjoyable to watch. And you were super pumped when we saw Judy Hopps cosplay at Disneyland. I was last night. That's right. We only saw one of those. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was. And her, her and Nick was wasn't it? Isn't that isn't that the other character's name? Nick, the her her partner. Yeah, Jason Bateman. That was the other thing. I'm so glad you brought that up because they took like the iconic, iconic um, predator versus prey. In my eyes, it's like a wolf and a or not a wolf. I'm sorry, fox. a fox and a rabbit. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty creatively yeah. done too the only thing i would say about that movie that that throws me off is it has that fucking shit shakira song okay you're every gonna die. time i'm not doing it every time <laughs> the shakira song comes on on my disney playlist yes i have a disney spotify playlist don't judge me it it instantly gets skipped it's not my playlist i created i follow a playlist um and it comes on and i want to throw my speaker out the window i hate it I'm not doing it. Don't ask. Okay, no joke. I was thinking what the best and the worst was of this movie out of nowhere. And the Shakira song, and Shakira, the whole character that she played, I think it was like an antelope or something. That was the worst. <laughs> She's an antelope pop star. Yeah. It Who's was preaching equality though, so. Yeah, but it, it I get it. Anyways, um, but I think the best part of like the movie or the... I don't know if you would call it a part per se, is all the references, like how they made the sloth work at the DMV, or they had the yeah, big yeah. rat boss, or the big mafia boss be a little tiny rat. Like, Was he a rat? Was he a rat? I don't remember. He I was think a he was guy. a rat. Remember. He looked pretty ratty. Yeah. All right. I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah. that's definitely, that's my number two. Okay. That's your number two. So mm-hmm. my number two, which I'm, I'm genuinely shocked that you don't have it on your list, is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. So it's in my top 10. And between Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, those it's are... It's better than Little Mermaid. 
Yeah, but for me as a, I don't know, I just have so many memories associated with it. it. And so that's why it meant something different to me than it did to you. No, but, I get that. I get that. But it's it's a better movie. It's a better movie. The music is better. I know that A Little Mermaid has the class. And maybe it's because you're, you know, you're a woman. So mm-hmm. you identify a little more with Little Mermaid. Not that I can't. I don't know why I would say no, that with Belle. you could too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's more adventure and like action as a child. I was just more yeah. into it. You know, it's yeah. a little scarier. Yeah. Yeah. It's in my top 10. All right. But again, this is in the golden age of Disney. I yes. think that it's, it's again got some of the best music Mm -hmm. um visually it it holds up it's still like a beautiful movie to look at yeah um and it had a cool the adventure gaston is like classic dick villain who's the best he is um yeah and it's just the beast is is was was a cool character kind of scary yeah Uh, so i just there's a scene again when i was a child that, that scared me when uh bell is leaving trying to escape um and the wolves like attack her and that was like a scary thing when i was a kid it was scary but yeah i think that the beauty and the beast is, is right up there yeah and uh i'm i'm also kind of surprised neither one of us had the lion king uh-huh and it's not even in my top 10 i don't love that it's movie i like either. it but i don't i don't think it's the greatest thing ever yeah um, i just for whatever reason don't really identify with it very much right but i know that's like considered the standard of this time frame this era in disney well, absolutely and i think those four or five movies that you just mentioned were when we were kids and that's where they were really marketed towards us at that time so we were like going to see those no matter what again that saved disney animation yeah you name me some movies before that disney movies before that yeah it's more difficult you can't yeah i mean you think of like pinocchio you think of bambi you think of cinderella you think of snow white those are 50s yeah. You know, and earlier. And it's funny you say that because I noticed when I was looking at like the list of animated Disney movies, they didn't start to put like prior to this time frame, it was always like one movie a year. And then right around our childhood time frame, when we're talking about these series of four or five movies, they started putting out three, four a year. And ever since then. Well, they started putting out not necessarily theatrical movies after this is the time where then you started getting like all of the sequels were straight to vhs mm-hmm. and that's when you know michael eisner started building his empire at disneyland because or disney because he realized all these people want to buy movies and have them at home oh, mm-hmm. so they would pump out like straight to, to vhs and they were dog shit no but I that's mean, not what awful. i'm talking about okay. like if you look back i, I get that and <laughs> that's smart but you would go back to, um, I really think it was in the late 80s when, if you look at the list of movies and the time that they came out, it was, like I said, one per year. I'm talking about legitimate movies that we could name off the top of our head, mm-hmm. not those shit right. like direct to VHS ones. Mm-hmm. They were putting like three to four out a year from like the early 90s on. Hmm. And okay. still. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's your number one? Okay. My number one is Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect blend of all my favorites. Mm -hmm. So I love musicals. I love strong female protagonists, right? Um, I also love music. Good work. So I'm easily influenced, (laughs) like I said earlier, by the music. Uh, This had so many good songs, like just a spoonful of sugar, what was it? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I right. just like saying that. Right. Um, Let's go fly a kite. Right. All these great songs. So back to what you said about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, Roger Rabbit, the innovation for its time. Like, I think this came out in 64. 
right. um, was awesome. And it kind of embodies like the whole essence of how I want to live my life. Kind of weird, but like minus the kids. Um, <laughs> and and dating a chimney sweep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but were they really dating? Uh, I think they were just friends. Well, I mean, oh, it's open to interpretation. Mary Poppins was trying to get it. Go ahead. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, and if you look at the messaging, it's like, slowing down and living your life yeah you know appreciating the simple things yeah. like um the dad you know losing his job he's like i don't care i'm just gonna go play with my kids yeah i'm gonna and, go fly a kite huh i'm gonna go fly a kite yeah yeah so uh i love like i said the whole thing this embodies is like enjoying the little things mm-hmm. and i also look at this and first of all Mary Poppins is the shit because she fixes everything. And why am I not living in London? Because <laughs> all the magic happens Does in it? London. Example. Okay, so you have the obvious, Harry Potter, right? Mm-hmm. You have Mary Poppins, mm-hmm. Peter Pan, mm-hmm. and like a smaller known bed knobs and broomsticks. Which was a knockoff of Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins. definitely. Right. But it's anyways, yeah. Everything is magical. I don't know how I feel about you comparing Harry Potter to Mary Poppins. I'm talking about the magic piece. Okay. That's it. Um, all right. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Mary Poppins your favorite movie of all time? Not just Disney? Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Because I know, I mean, I know the two you flip-flop between. Yeah. Which are? Are we talking about- Any movie. I'm talking about what your favorite movie is. It's so hard. I have to put more thought into it. It okay. depends on my mood of the t- day when I go back between a few. But it's they usually a, are all musicals. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I know. I, I For me, I would think it was Sound of Music or yeah. Mary Poppins. But yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your number one? Uh, my number one is Nightmare Before Christmas. Duh. Um, I don't know what I can really again say about this movie that hasn't already been said. It's the quintessential musical to me. It's more of an operatic, like they go into, the music isn't forced. Mm -hmm. It almost, it goes right from dialogue into these musical numbers, you know, that I think are so perfectly written Mm -hmm. and performed by Danny Elfman. That, the score to that movie is just beautiful, I think. Mm -hmm. Very creative. Um, It's, I think, again, with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Mary Poppins, it's one of the most creative Mm -hmm. things that Disney, even though it wasn't put out by Disney, was put out by Touchstone because they were afraid it's too scary for kids. I think that it's still the most creative thing that they've done. And I think it's Tim Burton at the peak of his power when he was a good director. You know, I don't know that he's necessarily very creative or or good anymore. I think he just kind of mails stuff in now. But I think it was at the, the peak of his power um with with developing it and writing it and then henry Selleck directing it um yeah I, I, it's the music yeah. that gets me it's the yeah. story it's the i remember seeing it in 93 when every nobody knew what it was mm-hmm. and then it kind of hit this resurgence in like the late 90s early 2000s um and i think it's so much further and goes beyond like the the goth emo obvious look of it where where kids are just attached to it because it's it's Halloween, but it has such a good message about kind of be grateful for what you have and be great at what you're good at and and don't always strive for things. Like, be grateful for what's in front of you. Yeah. That's what I get from that yeah. movie. Um, and I know we've seen it live. We've seen it at the Hollywood Bowl where they, they play the, 
the the orchestra plays the music live and then Danny Elfman comes out and, and sings to it and it's just I don't know I could watch that movie I watch it every year a couple times yeah and, uh, it's, it's just, really infectious like any time of the yeah, year yeah like you start it and you're like oh I can't stop yeah. I gotta get into it yeah and I probably I would argue to say that that's probably one of Disney's most profitable profitable um, franchises mm-hmm. with the exception of you know Marvel and Star Wars I think that you go to Disneyland it's everywhere yeah I mean they retheme a, a ride after it it is the theme of their Halloween party yep Oogie Boogie Jack Skellington are everywhere they're selling that merchandise everywhere we saw n- numerous Jackson Sally's last night people cosplaying as them oh yeah I mean it's just their I think it's one of their biggest franchises which is funny to me that they didn't want to make it originally under yeah. their own brand yeah 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 i love the movie i think one of my favorite parts and i was thinking it was going to happen but it it hasn't yet mm. i mean i don't know maybe this is a good idea for somebody to run with but you know when they go to the forest and you have all those different lands mm-hmm. well we've only tapped into two of them yeah why can't we tap into the other four i mean now they probably don't have as big of a following because obviously halloween and christmas is... you're trying to go to thanksgiving land Hey, I know you don't not a fan of Thanksgiving, but there may be people like I it? know people a bunch that of that's, fucking pumpkin pies walking around. Dude, you know stuffing. you'd be down for that. And I know people who Thanksgiving's like their favorite holiday. And but I don't those know people why. People are wrong. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's how they feel. Well, cuz they're gluttonous <laughs> pieces no. of shit. Or they're thankful. Man, this <laughs> Okay, we're not going to get into it, but that's fine. Um, but to answer that question, so if you listen to the soundtrack they had parts that were cut out that aren't in the movie, but they're still on the soundtrack where Patrick Stewart is doing the narration. And at the end, the last track on the soundtrack is essentially him because they, they lead you to believe that, that he's supposed to be Santa Claus mm-hmm. is going to visit Jack after the events of Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. And he sees Jack and Sally and they're married and they have a bunch of children. And essentially they talk about how the world has changed now because all of the hol- holidays know about each other. So the end of it alludes to that actually happening. How do you know all this shit? I don't know. You're nuts. Yeah, that's that's it. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I like it. Yeah. So yes, I'm very shocked too that ours are very different. But I bet you if we compare our top 10, they won't be that off. I don't know. I, I mean, all the ones you mentioned... I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm not as attached to Mary Poppins as you are. Sure. Um, I enjoy it, but I'm just not as, as attached to it. Yeah. Um, but I think, like I said, Zootopia is right up there for me. Yeah. Um, Little Mermaid, I don't know that I would put there. Right. Um, probably wouldn't even make my top 10. Monsters, Inc. is certainly one of the best. Go ahead. Okay. So for me, I'm surprised you didn't have in yours Toy Story. Toy Story, I enjoy a lot. Um, it it's I don't know why I don't enjoy like rewatching it as much. Oh, okay. It it doesn't look as good as some of the other ones. The story is great, has memorable characters. I'm almost being a, like a contrarian. Everybody loves it so much, mm-hmm. so I naturally am like, mm. eh, it's not as it's it's good, but it's, it's just the individualistic in you. Sure. sure. <laughs> um I almost like the second one more than the first one. Hmm. Um yeah, but if it was going to be any other Pixar movie besides Incredibles or uh, Ratatouille, it would have probably been Monsters, Inc. Because yeah. I love that movie, too. Okay. Yeah. I bet you couldn't guess one of my top ten. I couldn't guess any of your top no, ten? No. Just, there's just one. I'm like, I don't think you would know that. Just a rando? Yeah. It seemed like, I think it would be kind of random. Give me, like, a time frame of when it came out. 1940. 1940. Uh, Pinocchio? Mm-mm. 
Fox and the Hound? No. I don't know. Fox and the Hound is for sure not in the... Sorry, that's not in the 40s, but go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Fantasia. Oh, Fantasia. Yeah, Fantasia is cool. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I I guess I didn't realize it came out that long ago. Yeah, I know. And it's like still going to this day. Is it? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like it's in the Disneyland theme park. Like they have it. Yeah. Like a daily show. Well, they made a sequel to it. Yeah. That wasn't good. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Cool. Real quick before we before we end, uh, how do you, what do you think about the new Mary Poppins trailer that just came out? I am excited. Like I'm thrilled to see it, mm-hmm. and I I think they picked the perfect actress for it. Mm-hmm. I really like her. Who is? I forget her name. Emily Blunt. Is it correct? Oh my god. I know I'm really bad with actors okay. and actor names. Anyway, um, I'm stoked. I'm not going to lie. I'm super stoked. I hope it doesn't disappoint. I don't think it will. I'm not as critical, especially in something that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a little biased, uh, but I, I'm really, really stoked. Yeah. Like you're just happy to see it. I am. Yeah. I am. I get it. And it's like a, it's not necessarily a modern version because it's still set in the same time period, but. Ish. Yeah. It's just a little bit more. It's like 20 year different. Refined. And that's what I'm excited to see about it. Yeah. I mean, from the trailer, I like the look of it. I mm-hmm. like when they go back and they obviously are, are integrating animation again. Yep. It looks similar to how it did, yeah. which is really cool. And yeah, so it, it looks, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, excited to see it with you. Yeah. I'm excited more to see like your reaction to it than kind of what I think about it. Cause that movie's not geared towards me. And, and, yeah. and my demographic at all. But it, yeah. it's I, I enjoy Emily Blunt. I think she's one of the better actresses yeah. out now. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I obviously, I know where we will be on Christmas Day. Yes, definitely. So when are we going to move to London? We are not moving to London. <laughs> Unless we can move to Hogwarts, we're not moving to London. <laughs> so okay? much magic. Okay. So much magic. All right. So the, the theme or the lesson of today's podcast is just so much magic, but only if you're in London. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Well, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're the best. So are you. All right, guys. Well, I uh, again, I thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um, anything you can do to, to like, subscribe, kind of tell your friends. Again, I enjoy doing this. It's not anything that I'm expecting to, to make any money off of. I just really enjoy talking to my friends and my family about it. So anything you can do to help, I'd appreciate it. Like, subscribe, tell some people about it. Appreciate it. Shout out to Gary Oldman. See you guys.